rising food and fuel prices and the risk of unrest in Africa. And also, we look at stocks in Nigeria hitting a 13-year high. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your Pulse on Everything Business. In Africa, I'm Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. The International Monetary Fund has warned that surging food and energy prices are stalked by the war in Ukraine may lead to social unrest in Africa. Most countries south of the Sahara are already seeing a slowdown in economic growth from last year due to COVID-19 pandemic and the impact will be amplified by the rising cost of cereals and fuel. Abebe Amro Selassie, head of IMF's African department, says that he's worried about the twin impact of food and higher fuel costs, something particularly felt in the great majority of African countries that are not oil or gas exporters. Economist Joel Noh from Oxford Economics Africa sheds light on a spectrum of African countries and the risk of unrest on account of rising food prices. In North Africa, which countries are at a high risk of food insecurity and rest? Looking at Morocco, we continue to think that the main political risk in Morocco is of cost of living protests emerging and overlapping with resentment over rights restrictions uh, to turn into a broader destabilizing national movement. Similar to Kenya, uh, Morocco already saw protests to complain about soaring prices in February. And that's, again, before the recent spike in food and fuel prices. Although Morocco remains one of the most stable countries on the continent uh, due to an extremely weak opposition and rights restrictions. But even if the government can keep a lid on dissent, Moroccan households are taking financial strain and we are likely to see further protests to make this clear. And then finally in Tunisia, President Saeed grows ever more autocratic. Tunisia remains in a state of emergency and President Saeed continues to use this state of emergency to stifle dissent. Despite these efforts, opposition to the president remains strong, as reflected in a number of mass protests this year. As shown earlier, Ukraine is one of Tunisia's primary suppliers of wheat, accounting for approximately 50% of the country's total wheat imports. So Tunisia now faces the dual challenge of importing very expensive wheat, and that's because of high international prices, and finding new suppliers of wheat. Shortly after the outbreak of the war in Ukraine, uh, the Ministry of Agriculture assured the public that grain stocks will cover the country's needs until June 2022. This was meant to ease concerns, but then raised the question of what about what happens after that? We expect more protest, and with Tunisia being the birthplace of the Arab Spring, the government will be well aware of the repercussions of mismanaging the situation. Countries like Egypt and Nigeria that have subsidy programs made it to this list. Why? Uh, South Africa is still recovering from the COVID-19 induced economic collapse and unemployment has reached record levels. Uh, so the spike in food prices has come at a pretty volatile time for the country. Last year, we saw uh, riots that were unprecedented in nature, at least in the democratic area. And this was, of course, or this is a reflection of uh, underlying tensions in the country. And also the anti-immigration movement Operation Dudula has found a lot of support, which is a reflection of economic hardship. In Nigeria, the country is also dealing with a notable surge in unemployment and food price inflation already averaged 16% in 2020, followed by an average of just over 20% last year. Again, just a reflection of how tense the situation is, uh, the government committed towards scrapping fuel subsidies this year, but has again delayed these plans due to the fear of protests, uh, protests against fuel hikes in 2012, and threats of similar protests have compelled the government to scrap these plans. 
Egypt, similar to Nigeria, uh, Egypt announced plans to scrap bread subsidies, but these have also been put on hold due to uh, the fear of social backlash. The wheat prices are pretty inelastic in Egypt, and the scrapping of bread subsidies at a time of such high prices would undoubtedly result in mass protests. Cost of living issues often translate into street demonstrations in North Africa, and in 1977, bread riots almost toppled the government in Egypt. Even President al-Sisi would not want to take that risk at the moment. For Kenya, it's election year and Ghana has seen its share of fiscal issues. How does this increase their risk of unrest? And then looking at Kenya, this year is an election year with presidential elections scheduled for August. And we believe recent developments and the outlook for what might happen should be viewed in this context. And by this, I mean election time in Kenya is always a tense affair and the loss of purchasing power only stands to make the situation more volatile. The hashtag lower food prices uh, movement was the top trending hashtag in Kenya in February already. So that means it was before the Ukraine-induced increase in agricultural commodity prices. So while we don't believe that the feeling of socioeconomic decline is present in Kenya as it is in South Africa and Nigeria, again, it being an election year, it does make for the situation a lot more volatile and, to be honest, uh, pretty unpredictable. Looking at Ghana, the hashtag Fix the Country campaign is a movement sparked by uh, fuel price hikes in May last year. And since then, the hashtag continues to be used by Ghanaians to express their dissatisfaction uh, of tough socioeconomic conditions. Some fiscal issues compelled the government to implement a tax on electronic transactions, which was very unpopular and continues to be criticized by opposition and civil society members. The government will have to continue to actively engage with civil society regarding the e-levy, as it is called, uh, to, to avoid civil unrest. And we believe a further loss of purchasing power will make this job even harder. A quick look at the other stories making it into the podcast. The Reserve Bank of Malawi has raised its benchmark policy rate by 200 basis points to 14% in its second meeting of 2022, held on April 29th to contain strong inflationary pressures. The annual inflation rate in Malawi quickened to a near five-year high of 14.1% in March of 2022, reflecting largely the impact of rising global energy and food prices. The pressures on inflation are expected to persist, mainly due to spillover effects on the ongoing war in Ukraine, sanctions imposed on Russia, as well as the impact of unfavorable weather conditions during the 2021-2022 agriculture season. The annual average headline inflation for 2022 is now projected at 12.3% from an earlier forecast 10.4%. Meanwhile, the bank said the domestic real GDP growth is projected at 4.1% in 2022 from an estimated growth of 3.9% in 2021, driven by the agriculture sector. Insurer Sandam Limited and Germany's Allianz have merged their African operations into one unit, controlled by their partnership for the last, for at least controlled by their partnership for at least 10 years. The combined operations worth $2.1 billion will create an African non-banking financial service entity operating in 29 African countries, excluding South Africa. The joint venture will create value for all stakeholders through greater economies of scale, broader geographic presence, larger combined market share, and a more diversified product offering. The partnership aims to increase life and general insurance penetration, accelerate product innovation, and drive financial inclusion in high-growth African markets. The chairmanship of the joint venture partnership will rotate every two years between Sanlam and Allianz, according to both companies, while a CEO of the entity will be named in due course. 
The Nigerian Stock Exchange All Share Index increased to a 13 year high of 49,640. The NSE All Share Index has increased by 700 and 211 points, or about 16.8% since the beginning of 2022, according to the trading on a contract for difference that tracks this benchmark index from Nigeria. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at the Dawn.